Want to know what it's like to live a life as a spirit medium? Stay tuned. Welcome to Leap Into Your Story podcast, where you discover your inner story, break down the process, and meet others who've done it so you can leap into your own story. We interview amazing guests who provide powerful insights that inspire you to get your story told. Be sure to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com and while you're there, subscribe and like us via your favorite social media network. Now sit back, get ready to take some notes, and let's get started. This episode of Leap Into Your Story podcast is brought to you by Leap Into Your Story course. Visit leapintoyourstory.com where you have a guide to get your story told. I'm Victoria Anderson, and welcome to the Leap Into Your Story podcast, where you discover your inner story, work through the process, and meet others who've done it. We interview amazing guests who provide powerful insights that will inspire you to leap into your own story. Be sure to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com, and while you're there, subscribe and like us via your favorite social media network. My guest today is Daniel Jackson, backed by popular demand. He's a spirit medium, blogger, podcaster, and now new author. In this episode, we'll be talking about his new book, The New Beginning, My Awakening as a Spirit Medium. So welcome, Daniel. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Victoria. I appreciate your uh, your enthusiasm there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Daniel, this has been um, in the works for a while. I know yes. the last time I had you on, you were talking about just starting it, and now yeah. it's completed. Yeah. So, a, yeah, about a, about a... Uh, I started writing, I think it was in August of last year. So it's been about a year now. Wow. Yes. Didn't think it was going to take that long, but, you know, (laughs) I'm not a regular writer. So I didn't know the the ins and outs, the ups and downs. Yeah. Very good. Well, we're delighted that you have completed the book and can share some powerful insights about your journey as a spirit medium so let's take us a little bit on that journey of how that started um you know what are maybe some of the pros and cons what inspired you to write a book about that so go ahead and share with our listeners um, well, I, I've been on this journey of being a spirit medium since uh, right before I turned 50 years old. And they were, uh, spirit was testing me to see if I was going to move forward with these abilities. I, I'd always seen spirit since I was three years old up until, you know, present day. Um, I see so many in a day. It's like being in a room with a thousand people, except nobody leaves and we'll just keep coming in. And that's still to this day, every single day. Uh, it's like walking through the mall and you try to pick out one face. I can't do it because 
they just come in and I see a face come in, come, come in, come in, come in, and it's and trying. And I'll, I get pretty good details on some of them, but some of them they just come in and turn around and go the other way. It all depends on what they want to do, but that's every single day. Some of them do stop and talk. Some of them don't. As I say to uh, people, some spirit want to be seen. Most of them don't. But the ones who, who do want to be seen, you know, people get something from. I see the other ones, too. So I see the ones who want to be seen and who, who, don't, who don't want to be seen because I'm able to see into that realm all the time. It never turns off. It never goes away. If someone looks at their wall and their wall is white, I don't see that. I see a white wall, but I also see blue mist in it. And that is me seeing into me seeing through the veil and me seeing into that realm all the time. And it just never goes away. But I also, if I ask to or concentrate, I can also see into what we call heaven as well. But I focus on the ones who are just here, who are earthbound, because one of the abilities that God gave me is to cross spirit over. So that's what I do. Um, but the reason the reason I, I wrote this book, per se, <clears throat> is because spirit brought to me in a message during meditation. They showed me they show me things in in video and sometimes uh, in form of a cartoon. And this one was in a cartoon. It was a man standing there writing on scrolls. Now, when I'm in meditation, I have it to a point now. I don't have to just sit there and go home and and all that stuff. I I just close my eyes and, and get myself settled, and then they just start bringing me things. Sometimes I've been in in Walmart or with my wife and she was uh, going into the ladies room and I closed my eyes and they were bringing, as soon as I closed my eyes, I saw a message already playing like it was already going wow. on. So, I mean, <clears throat> that's the way it happens for me. So I can actually talk to them while the message is coming and I can talk to them just like this and I get answered at the same time. So even though the message is playing, I can ask them a question and they'll answer, answer me yes or no or they'll tell me something. So they were showing me this man writing on scrolls, and I said, hmm, that's interesting. Looks like he's just writing stuff, and I got a yes. And and then when I said that, they showed me a piece of paper, and I had my handwriting on it, and I said, what, do you want me to write a book or something? And I got yes on my face, and I was like, what am I going to write about? And then I heard, in my mind, you. And I was like, what do you mean just you? you I, what can I write about me? And then I heard... We want you to tell your story, and I was like, "Oh, okay." But then I was also told that we would be—they would be bringing me messages, channeled messages for me to write down and to put at the end of the book. So I did. Uh, they even told me the uh, the title as well, "The New Beginning," because the new beginning is not about me; it's about everyone else. So, so I just—I—I I didn't really know how to write. <clears throat> and I had just got into this group of people um, who uh, who do podcasting, and uh, one of the people that I met in that group is you. <laughs> and I spoke to you, and I asked you. I said, "How do I write a book?" And you just said, "Pretty much, very simple, just write." And I was like, "Okay." So that's what I did. I just started writing paragraphs. Everything that had happened to me chronologically from the very beginning of me seeing spirits since I was three all the way up until now and all the uh, events that took place. And there's a lot of stuff in between the events, but and I put that in there. And then 
about how everything happened to me and for me, because it's not just to me, but it is for me, because this is information that I needed to have in order to find out what's the meaning of this journey. So I I put that all in there, and there's a lot of stories in there. I, uh, I put in some of my favorite reads that I've done um, on, on advice for some people. They said, how about putting some of your, reading, your readings in there? So I did that as well. Um, and then at the very end, there's a chapter 12. It's called The Basics. And these are the 25 messages that they sent me. And I wrote them down, put them in the book. And then I, I, I put it all together. And I, I had a friend who is also an editor, but she edits children's books. And when I sent her everything, she sent it back to me. And there was only 47 pages there. And almost all my story was gone. And I was like, this isn't, something's not right here. What did she do? So I had another, I have another friend who is an editor and also a ghostwriter. Uh, and she is, uh, she's been the ghostwriter for books that have sold well over a million copies already. Um, and uh, her name is Lana Makara. And she, I gave her everything. When I showed her the manuscripts of everything, she said, oh, that's, that's an easy, that's got to be a 140, 150 page book. And I was like, really? Well, the other lady made it 47 pages. She looked at it and she said, wow, where's your story? I said, I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, so she took it. Uh, and then it was, she would, she would, uh, edit, edit things. And then she would send it back to us and say, Hey, if I missed anything, let me know. So my wife and I would sit at the, at the uh, dining room table after dinner and she would read things to me. I go, Oh wait, there's a little bit there. So we'd fix it and we'd send it back to her and then she would edit it again. Then she'd send it back to us and everything was fine. So then it came to the point when I had to send the, um, the channeled messages I sent them to her and she sent sent them back to me and, and I said, why'd you send them back so quickly? She said, because none of them had to be edited. Mm. And I was like, hmm. And she said, why do you think they would then have, why wouldn't they be edited? I couldn't figure out that either. I mean, I, I've read everything else you've written down, so I figured it just had to be edited. I said, because it came from a perfect place. That's why it didn't come from me. That's why. And she said, that's crazy. And and she's also a medium, too. So she understands it. And uh, so, uh, yeah, she, she, I, I, I wrote everything except, I mean, I wrote those other messages, but I just wrote what they told me to write. But everything else I wrote, like I say, I'm not that great of a writer, but, you know, my, my grammar is horrible. Uh, but she fixed all that. She took everything and turned it into a book for me. And, and then... I mean, I have to admit, it's one of the best books I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not <clears throat> much of a, a reader as well either. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it it was uh, it was a longer process than I thought it was going to be. But I've never read a I've never written a book before, so I just didn't know. Yes, it it. it it can be um, overwhelming and, and there's a lot of steps, but Bingo. You, can, you can make it easy if you, you're consistent. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, and I tried to be consistent with everything. And yes. Uh, and it was actually some of the, after my wife was reading the book back to me, I was like, oh, you know what? There's another part in there that I totally forgot about. Mm-hmm. We got to put that in. And then we had to put that in the middle of some other places in the book. So, but it, uh, it ended up, ended up being about 138 pages. And then, and, uh, and then, but I didn't think again because I'm not a book reader, so I didn't think about all the other parts that are in there. Like you have to put, uh, uh, maybe get some endorsements for the book, and uh, so I did that. And I sent out the book and to some people, and I sent out a lot, actually sent it out to quite a few people, uh, but not everybody sent me back an endorsement. It's uh, but, but uh, enough did. I, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, and uh, so whoever did the endorsements, I guess that's just who was supposed to be in there. The other ones just weren't meant to be in there. And that's fine by me because that's how things are. But uh, yeah, that, and then I had to do a a dedication. So I did a dedication to my cat that I had at the time shadow. And uh, by the time we got here, uh, because we moved, I was writing the book out in Delaware. And by the time we got here and had, or started sending thing off to the editor, he had passed away at that time. So, uh, so I made the dedication to him, wow. put a picture of him in there. And uh, but uh, yeah, there's a lot more that just goes on um, with the writing of a book that I just had no idea of because again, I'm not a writer. So it was all it was all complete new experience for me. I enjoyed it, but it did take a long time. Yes. But it's usually worth it. Yeah. It's usually worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I mean, now now people say, oh, well, you can go on shows and talk about being an author. Yes. I can. But, you know, <laughs> I, I know the struggles that I've gone through, but, um, you know. Well, but it's, it's also, it's cathartic because I know um, sometimes you share kind of tr- traumatic uh, incidents and yeah, somebody a lot of them to hear that you know somebody else has gone through that uh with you know alongside and you're not yes the one. and uh that was probably when <clears> i started <throat> writing my memoirs i have you know i'm a paranormal um person and usually i put a lot of paranormal stuff but su- to my surprise people really i guess um the main connection that they had in my books is the human condition yes the story. absolutely that's and i was just thinking that while you were saying it yeah they want to be able to re- to relate right and uh because as as my wife will tell me sometimes even after writing the book and being a spirit medium and stuff like that and and uh and giving messages all the time my wife will say in a human way Okay, uh, word of God, it's time to go empty the dishwasher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's it. I mean, I'm still a regular person. I still have to go right. and take out the garbage and and go to the store and do laundry and do all that stuff. But uh, yes, but but this is just an, an added part, and that, and then and that's how they want to be able to relate to us because they want to know that we're regular people too. We are. Yes, I I, I guess nobody was relating to the. <clears throat> Uh, lizard-headed, um, you know, battle under the pyramid dream I had or something, you know, way out there. But, oh, the kind of the controlling mother, the cheating boyfriend. Yes. Uh, you yeah. know, that is what they were like, 
Yeah. Yes. The gossip. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get down to the dirt. I don't want to hear about yeah. your lizard. Or I could totally, I had somebody like that I knew, or yeah, my best friend did that and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, what about the other stuff? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. What about the other stuff? What, what other what, stuff? What, well, what about the reason no. I'm written, wrote this book? Yeah. yeah. You know, the yeah. premonition about flight TWA and, you know, they, yeah, whenever people come up to me and ask me questions, a lot of the times the part of the question is asked, well, what do you do when you're doing this or that? I mean, you're human. And I was like, oh, so you got it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, you never know. I mean, you to each his own and different people, I guess what they call it, resonate differently. Yes. And, you know, the paranormal Absolutely. people I thought might be you know, tap more into it. Some of my stories were way out there and they still couldn't relate it, even though they're in the yeah. paranormal. Um, you know, I, I find that a lot with paranormal people. Uh, I will tell them stories. Like I, I used to do festivals all the time when I was back in Delaware, we did all these festivals for this company called Illuminate Festivals. Mm -hmm. And I would go there as a, as a medium and do readings and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I like to walk around before the show would happen and talk to the other people. And I would tell them about the types of things that I see and hear and feel and smell and, and even taste uh, as far as spirit goes. And a lot of times they couldn't relate to me either. And I was, yeah. I said, you don't see spirit? No, I don't want to see spirit. Really? Oh. I, she they, I get messages and I know I'm being talked to because I hear the voices. And I said, yeah, I get that too. But I see who's actually talking to me. No, I don't see that. I don't want to see that. That would scare me. Wow. Wait a minute. <laughs> wow. What do you mean it would scare you? You're getting the message, you know, the, so you're getting it from someone, but I don't want to see them. And I'm like, <laughs> don't you, if you're talking to your mom on your phone, you get a picture of your mom in your head, but you still want to see your mom and have a conversation with your mom. Yeah. Well, think of it that way, but they're dead. Well, not really, but yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's just weird. It's just and there's other things that I have gone through that I don't always talk about to everybody. I do talk about them to people like you and me who who have gone through these things. And when I tell them, they say, "No, nope, never had that happen before. Never seen anything like that before." Yeah. And so sometimes, even with what I would call, or we would call our own people they can't i can't relate to them either because they yeah. just never experienced it before so you know and, and i'll be honest there, there there's some people who are fakes too <laughs> yeah <laughs> those are the ones you really can't relate to because yeah. Yeah. then you're like you're actually legit and i'm the fake person so yeah. yeah, I want to know you kind of I, thing. Yeah, I've had a couple. Of, I have a, a podcast as well called Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. And and on that show, I've had I've had people come to me who have asked me to want to be on the show. But un unknown to them, the way that I get people on my show is I talk to my spirit guides and they answer me for yes and no answers by touching my face. So I will ask them, is this a good person to have on my show? And they just tell me no. And I say, OK. So I just tell the person, I'm sorry, but can't have you on the show. Well, why not? I said, because you're not telling the truth. And then when we start talking about it, that get they get into the fact they admit that they're not telling the truth. I said, yeah, that's why I can't have you on my show because I have people who are on my show who tell the truth and you don't. 
I don't want to continue to be one of those TV shows or movies that continues to put out misinformation like you are. Yeah. And then I say, but I'm going to put you on my list now. And they say, what do you mean you're going to put me on the list? I'm going to say, when people ask me about you, I'm going to tell them not to go to you because you're a liar. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend who I just met recently. She said, this is my, she calls, this is her stab list. And oh. I said, stab list? She said, yeah, this is the people that you want to take a knife to, but you really can't because you'll get in trouble too. So I put them on a list. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, wow, that's okay. That's a little, wow. maybe more information I need to know, but that's, you know, but it's, this is the people you will now avoid. So, and yeah. if anybody else asks you about that person, this is, you tell them about, they're, they are on the list because this yeah. is what they do. And you go, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, have, I have a few I've of those people had my on the run list. In, I've had a few people run in um, with that, that were yeah. so fake that, you know. Yeah. It was just, God, you want to be associated with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have one person who tried to come on my, on my show and she's uh, apparently like a famous uh, medium. And she's famous for being on YouTube. And uh, no, she's lying. She is lying her her butt off. Yeah, I suspect a lot of um, famous ones um, yeah. are quite uh, legit. Yeah. You're like, well, how do they get? They 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 must be legit. That they're famous, and then it's like, nope. no, they have a good PR campaign. They do. Um, they do. My wife and I watched a show one time on a network called Gaia, and it was these eight people who did channeling. And mm -hmm. each time one of them came on, I got a yes and no answer if they were actually doing it. And I got four yeses and four no's. Yeah. I turned around to my wife, and every time one would do, would be a no, I said, this person's not channeling. This person's no. not channeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and but they're, they're and the, the, the ego part gets in there, and they're making a lot of money off of uh Mm -hmm. off of people who believe it and it's a it's a shame but yeah. when i when i i i write them down when i come across them and or if i see one that's doing something and i i know some people who are going to see the show i will tell them what's going on there and you shouldn't go see the show because it's it's a lie and it's it's quite a few it's unfortunate it's quite a few of them on youtube but you know why do you tell yeah I don't know. Sometimes yeah. people like um, to be fooled. I'll just be honest. They do. When, when I was um, studying tarot and there was the tarot boots within the whatever the, the uh, metaphysical shop, I walked down the boots in each one and it was kind of listening in and it was almost cookie cutter. Each one was, you know, telling them BS. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that I actually had to stop doing uh, tarot is because they were so used to that bullshit. Yeah. And they get a real. A real reading. It freaks them, freaks them out. out. Yeah. It scares the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I had too many people that were, and I'd have to <laughs> tell them, I'm like, this is if you've already been to getting these uh, done, you may be surprised. I don't think you're going to be disappointed, but yeah. you're going to be surprised. Yeah, because 
the information. I'm not going to tell you your boyfriend's coming back when they're not. Right. You I'm know, and that you. was one of the things that I had heard a lot of as a relationship. Oh, yeah. The, I hear that a lot about that, the tarot readings. Because uh, I used to, have, I have a friend who does them and uh, I had her on my show and she said, yeah, I get these people all the time who want to know if their boyfriends are coming back and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that's like the number that's one. That's the important part in your life, man. Get over yeah. that. You know? I know. Well, even my first reading that I ever had, um, I didn't have to know tarot to know because that was my question. Okay. That was my question. Uh, you had like the 10 of swords. I don't know if you're familiar with that. That was your outcome card. Right. And there's a guy laying on the ground with 10 swords in his back. That's the 10 of swords. And that tarot reader was all like, yeah, he's coming back. There's a misunderstanding. I'm like, hmm, that hmm. looked pretty dead to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wake up. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, as the result, she did a five card spread. I'm like, no way, <laughs> no way. Am I believing that? Especially yeah. with the 10 of cards with the 10 swords in your back. Too many interpreters out here who, who can't interpret things very well. Yeah. Well, supposedly that she was, she had a following again, it goes back. She had a following go. and, uh, and my friend, who got me interested in tarot because she she knew or she suspected I had a natural ability um, with it. So she, right, you know, had put me in contact with her tarot reader, and yeah, not believing that at all. I was like, no. I'm never getting another reading again. But then, as you may have read, because I know, uh, well, or Terry has read. Uh, some of my story on how I actually got hooked back into tarot and she's read all your taken, books. Yep. Taken the class because the tarot cards that were given to me that I had no interest in just randomly started to show up in the house. Right. And they were in the closet and then they'd be on the living room floor. You know? yeah. <laughs> so crazy stuff like yeah, that. Get, that's the type of stuff. You can't make that up. You cannot make it up. No, mm -mm. you know, at all. And when they ended up under my pillow one night or one morning, I should say, that was, okay, let me go ahead and check into this because now you've really removed all the doubt. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that comedian Bill Ingvold. Here's your sign. Yes, exactly. That was the final one. You know, on the floor in the hallway, you think maybe the cat dropped it out of the closet. Right. I put it back. And then the, the couple of weeks later, they're now on my my nightstand. I put them back. They're under my pillow. <laughs> All I right. Had an, I had an instance message delivered. Like <laughs> yeah, I had an instance just like that. I, I, I put my car keys down on my bed mm -hmm. and I came back to get my car keys and they were not there. And I couldn't find out. I, I just searched through the whole house, retracing all my steps. I came back. But I saw a lump in the middle of my bed. I was like, what the heck is that? I picked up the blanket. I picked up the top sheet. And I picked up the regular bed sheet. And on the mattress was my was my keys. I wouldn't yes. get under there. I I write about a strange incident with my little duster, too. So kind of like that. Well, yeah, we have a few, few strange, um, almost the same type of instances. Yeah. I know... Um, reading the book, the one that kind of really stood out, speaking of um, 
you know, connected and similar incidents is uh, your wife and you had an incident with something in the garden with some garden shears. That was, yes. um, yeah, that was, that kind of freaked me out because yeah, as you was... know, I had a, a similar incident with a knife welding um, entity in my kitchen, but it looks like, I don't know, is that something happened with her too? With the... Yes, it was all, it was all her, it, but it, but it had to do with me because mm. of me, because of, me being one who crosses spirit over and me working i work for god i do these things for him so i'm bringing messages to people for him and this entity that was in my house did not want that happening so what did it go after it went after something that i loved which is my wife and uh, i went uh, i was talking to my wife she was out in the garden working she had a, a knife in one hand and a garden tool in the other she would grab these things with the garden tool and cut these things with the knife. And so uh, I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to ride my bike over to the store and take this uh, Redbox movie back, plug, whatever, <laughs> for them, I don't know. And uh, I'll be back in 10 minutes. And I was, I was back in 10 minutes. By the time I got back, my neighbor had come running to me and said, hey, your wife passed out. She's on the on the back lawn. And I'm trying to wake her up, but she won't wake up. And I get back there and I'm trying to wake her up. I even, I mean, smacked her right across the face and she would not wake up. Uh, then uh, he said, you want me to call 911? I said, yes, please. I said, I'm going to try to revive her. And she just wouldn't wake up. The ambulance showed up. The guys, they're checking her out. They're looking at her. And they said, what we need to do is she's on her stomach. We need to roll her over. And I said, okay. So we said, one, two, three, we're going to roll over. It was me and these other two guys. And we picked her up and rolled her over. And when we did, the knife she had in her hand was in her abdomen. And he said, Dad, are you ready? But this is, I, I kind of made a joke of it, but, you know, why should I do that? Because I'm just me. But but he said, back away from the crime scene, sir. And I said, this isn't a crime scene. It's a gardening accident. Yeah. And he said, no, it's a crime scene. And I said, okay, okay. Now the knife had only gone in her about an inch wow. and it put a cut in yeah. her. And so, but it was in there about, and it was hanging her and he just kind of like took it and pulled it out. Wow. Um, and then, you know, putting a compression on the, on the, on the wound, but there wasn't a lot of blood coming out, but it didn't, you know, it knocked her oh, out. Sure. Um, they take her to the hospital. Uh, and then about one by one, about six or seven police officers showed up and kept questioning me because they wanted to see if I did it. But they had already questioned my neighbor. My neighbor told them I wasn't even there. I left. So, you know, I came back and he was, you know, all, he he saw her fall, you know. So so uh, they did an operation on her. They did two of them because the guy found actually she got a twofer out of that one. She got she had a hernia. So the oh guy. Uh, yeah. Here, here's a funny part of the story, though. I, I, got, I got a sense of humor. You know, I say anything. And uh, the guy said, he said, I saw she had her hernia. So I opened up the wound a little more and I stuck my hand in there and I fixed her hernia. I said, that's crazy, Doc. He said, why? I said, man, I've been with her for four years and I've yet to get my whole hand up in her. <laughs> so yeah, he just looked at me like, okay, well, and then he just went on with his story. And I was like, <laughs> so he says, you can go back and see her. And I said, okay, so I did. Uh, and uh, But I had a cop. 
I said, I'm, when I was at my home, I said, I'm going to go to the hospital now because I'm tired of telling this story to you, you cops. I said, you know, I've been selling the same, you know, it's just the same story. Well, we got to make sure it's correct. And because every time one would show up, I have to tell this, the whole story over again. I said, you know what? My wife's at the hospital. She just got a knife in her. I'm going to the hospital. Oh, well, we got to send a police officer with you. Why? I said, oh, well, we have the lead investigator. He's got to come here, but he's on another case. So whatever. And I get to the hospital. And she's actually waiting in the waiting room with me. And I'm talking to her, just talking to her. And then uh, when that doctor said, you can go see her, I said, oh, okay. I got up. And she goes, where are you going? I said, I'm going to see my wife. She said, no, you, you got to wait for the lead investigator. He's got to come here and ask you questions. I looked at her and I said, am I under arrest? She said, no. I said, have a great day. I'm going to see my wife. I walked back there and talked to my wife. I said, because you're not going to stop me doing that. And uh, and I talked to her and I asked her and she she looked at, she comes out of anesthesia and looks at me. And I was like, you okay, honey? And that's when she looked around. She says, is there anybody else in here? I said, no. She said, she pulled me close. And that's when she told me, she said, I saw a dark entity come at me and it, it grabbed me. It turned me around and it pushed me forward. I said, I said, what? And she said, it pushed me forward, trying, and it grabbed my arm, trying to push the knife into my abdomen. And I, I, I was holding back, and it kept trying to push the knife, so it pushed me. She said, but one of your angels, Helen, grabbed hold of me of my other arm and spun me around. And then when I fell, I, I still fell, but I fell the opposite way. Wow. She said, if I went the other way, I'm, I'm sure it would have killed me. But Helen saved me, and I was like, there you go, right there. So and she said, how bad is it? I said, it only went in a, an inch, but the doctor told me he fixed her hernia that you had as well. And she said, oh, okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that was the, the story of that. But yeah, the, this entity did not um, like me. Mm. And uh, we felt this presence in our basement for a long time. We had a basement in our home and we had, we stored a lot of things down there, food and stuff. So every time my wife and I would prior to that incident, go down the basement, <clears throat> I'd have to like, kind of like get myself, you know, in a, in a mode that, okay, I'm going to go down the basement. I'm going to go get this. I'm going to get out of the basement because this thing, you, as soon as you walk in, you just, it's like walking yeah. into a bar with a smoky broom and you just, ugh, you could just feel it on you. And it, it was just horrible. So, and that was for about six months. And that was the, that was, this was during the period of when I was finding out I was this, but I didn't know, but uh, they were, so much was happening that, you know, we didn't know exactly what was going on until until afterwards when I finally found, okay, well, I went to a, a bunch of mediums and I found out this is what I am. And then I accepted my ability. And then when I did, I was able to change things in my, even in my own home. And then, and I have these, what we would call archangels, not men with wings who protect me from everything. So, so now I'm pr completely protected all the time, but I had to ex ex say yes to this and accept my abilities in order to have that protection all the time. Uh, so, so now that I do that, Nothing can touch me or my wife. So I, I, even me, I can walk into any haunted house, and you know, sometimes you go in, they scratch you and stuff like that. They can't touch me. Mm. So, but anybody who's connected to me is also untouchable, including my wife, my pets, that type of thing. But yeah, that was a 
a very horrifying experience to go through. I mean, especially because I could, I was only a spectator at that point. I was, I had to watch it happen. So yeah, not the most pleasant thing, but it was something that I needed to put into the book to, to explain, like, I'm a person too. I, I experience things as well. Um, but I don't experience things like that anymore because that type of thing has gone away now because I'm protected all the time. I know people who have to do protection type of, uh, I don't want to call them spells, but the, this is a protection uh, force that they put around themselves every morning when they wake up and stuff like that. And so they can get through their day. I don't have to do that ever. I'm protected all the time. Uh, but I, I do recommend that for people because even though, you know, I have these archangels around me all the time, but I have them around me so that they protect me from negative energies so I can cross other positive energies over into the light. Because not everyone that stays here earthbound is negative. They just made a choice that they thought was best for them. But now they come to me and ask me to cross them over. But the negative ones do come around me all the time, but they can't touch me. So, but I, so I do recommend that to people if you feel these types of negative energies around you feels like someone's pushing on your shoulders or that type of thing absolutely do some type of grounding work is what it is and, and try to try to help yourself with that but me don't have to do it yeah i i agree and it was quite the um <clears throat> eye-opener because i think there's we were talking about a lot of bullshit out there but one of them is um you know like that incident you things had, you don't know, they yeah. don't exist and they do yeah like that they incident do. you had at your home when you got to new mexico i yeah, mean exactly yeah. i mean you had I to had, take you had to take control i had to take control they were giving wasn't me black eyes they were giving me black eyes wasn't easy or i'd walk through um a doorway and then they'd slam the door in slam my a door face. in your face yeah yep i'd go by the kitchen cupboard and they'd come and swing the door open um they, they are pure energy they can manipulate other energies as well because yes. everything does have energy in it so they're able to do that especially these negative ones because yes. they're more powerful than the other ones yes and um you know they they they're just kind of big bully energy yeah and just like the any any bully yeah. uh, you have to stand up to them yeah you stand up to them. And if you're yeah. really lucky, you get to kick their ass on some level. <laughs> yeah, like well, well, like earlier when we were talking, yeah. I have so I'm writing this uh this new book called Encounters with Them. And spirit come up to me and say things. And I was saying to you, I have this these two people come up, and one was like a child, and but he was like, you know, maybe teenager, and he came up to me and said, said to me, I'm gonna punch you in the face. And then I told him he couldn't, and he was like, Oh, yes, and he tried, and when he tried, he couldn't move his arm to get to punch me in the face. And I said, you can't. And he's like, I can't. I said, yeah, I'm a protected by these archangels. You see them around me. And he, and he said, yeah. And I said, so you can't do it. So go away. Yes. <laughs> That's it. You know, and, and they get, they get even angrier at me because they can't do it. And I tell, and then I, I mean, I hate to do it, but I laugh at him. I said, I told you you couldn't do it. You know, you don't listen to me, but you're a negative energy. Why would you listen to me? Because you don't listen to anybody. You only listen to yourself. So. Well, they think they can. They're like, what are you going to do, do about it? What are you going to yeah. do about it? Yeah, what are you going to do? That's kind of like, like their energy. Here. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. I'm like, watch. Yeah, stand up my stand up for myself. That's what I'm going to do about it. So, yeah. yeah. I, I also threaten that, you know, my dream time is very powerful. And I tell them, I says, I'll go into your world. Right. 
I will go into your world and I will mess you up. You want to come into mine? I'll go into yours. I had an experience with that um, in in my book where uh, my archangels, I call my archangels Mm because they are. um, How many do I have with me? All of them. And there's thousands. (laughs) They asked me uh, one time or for like a week to go into the deeper, darker realms of the of the earthbound spirit realm because they wanted me to try to cross them over. But what they really wanted me to do was experience pure um, negative energy that were trying to to, uh, you know, battle me in a sense where trying these energies were, were saying things to me. But they what they wanted me to learn is to never give up, and so I did. So yeah, I, I saw I went in and I saw these things that we would consider monsters. Um, some of them they looked that way because they had been there so long, but some of them looked that way because that's just what they look like where they come from. When I went into that, because I did it during meditation, but I was just going through, walking around. I saw saw this one standing there, and I had a little. A little boy with it and the little boy was holding on to this being's leg and peeking around from it to look at me but like scared of me because spirit doesn't see me like they see everyone else you know they see your body and they see your frame and they see the light inside of you but they just see the light with me that's all they see is a light and so this thing was kind of like hiding from me and stuff and i could hear the the woman because it was a woman who was hiding with saying you don't have to be afraid of that and uh and uh and I, and I even said that. I said, yeah, you don't have to be afraid. It's okay, little boy. And uh, and she said, don't talk to my kid. And I said, hmm, whatever, lady. And so I, I kept walking. And then these things came up to me. And one of them said, what are you doing here, Daniel? Knew my name. Oh. <laughs> and, I, and I said, I'm here because uh, my friends, the archangels, want me to come here and cross people over. And they said, you're not allowed to cross people over here. I said, yes, I am. I said, they want me to do that. So that's what I'm going to do because... Maybe you don't want to cross over. And I said, why would I want to see that guy? They were talking about God. And I said, I said, and I said, I immediately knew what it was. And I said, because he's your father. Oh, he's not my father. I said, everyone's created from him. So you can maybe want to think that now. But so I'm going to look around here and see if I can cross anybody. And they said, we want you to get out of here. I said, you want me to get out of here, but you can't make me get out of here. And you know that. And they said, whatever. I mean, they talk just like we do. And I was like, Looking around, I I couldn't find anybody who wanted to cross over, but I went through the experience and I never gave up. You know, I don't let these things try to intimidate me or even intimidate me at all because they're just entities just like other entities are. So some are just not going to be as nice, but I didn't let it get to me. And that's what they wanted me to to get across to me because I come across people who I do interviews for on shows and they try to attack me as well. And I don't let it happen. And then they get even angrier with me because I don't let it bother me. I just act like I am right now. And they get, and they want me to engage with them and get into an argument with them, but I won't because I don't have to get angry over someone else's anger. I don't let it bother me. So so, yeah, so I did that for a week. I found some later on who wanted to go and stuff like that, but it was not as many as when I'm on the on the outer edges who when I cross spirit over, I cross them over by the thousands because these are just people who have not they haven't been there long enough to go down into this deeper realm. So they're still 
wanting to to they know they're not supposed to be there they know this is and i always tell them you've been there too long you're not meant to be there anymore you're meant to go home and i tell them how to do that but uh yeah they wanted me to experience this to to get some practice in so very well versed yeah. yeah. yes well another uh-huh. a similar experience too because uh in my third book uh the mastering the paradox i talk about the that kind of a similar incident and because the place that you couldn't see it was just pure darkness you're the light and oh boy and (laughs) they were just attacking because when you're you know you're in a certain environment and then something totally different you're considered a threat yes yeah they don't like me they 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 just they i see them at nighttime very frequently when i'm laying in bed i see negative energies come up they're always glowing red and uh, i'll see them first come in maybe a, a palish blue and then all of a sudden they just turn red and yeah. then they look at me and they'll say something to me because they know what i am and uh and i'll say eh, just go away don't don't bother me you you can't uh influence we me you're not going to get any energy from me even though you're going to try but just go away. And then they persist. And then they start making the evil faces and trying to scare me. I said, you don't scare me. You're not bothering me. Just go away. <laughs> and then and then they'll do something else. And I'll say, look, I'm going to give you another chance here. I'm telling you, you want to cross over, I'll cross you over. But if you don't want to do that and you're just going to try to intimidate me or something, if you don't go away, I'm going to get my friends here to mojo your butt out of here. And they look at me and they go, and then I say, hey, fellas. And then the next thing you know, I'll see these globs of white light come out of just nowhere and attack these things. And I see the things go, and I go, you know, I gave you the opportunity to to leave, but you won't because you're negative energy. You're always going to try to force your negativity on because that's what people do. And, uh, and, uh, And you wouldn't go away, but you're going away now. Have a great day. And then they go, oh, and they turn around and, and they, they leave but then another one comes in 20 minutes later so it just it's a, it's a vicious circle but i know i'm always protected when i'm when i go to sleep at night <clears throat> or about to go to sleep i say thank yous i give thanks to everything that is in, is positive in my life and i do this every single night and they tell me my my guides tell me i don't have to because it's just me being me but i do it anyway because it makes me feel good and i do want to thank them but when i get done the process in the distance i see spirit around me all the time and then i see my archangel standing around me all the time in a circle but i also see these two eyes and these two eyes are about the size of what you would see like back in the day in those movies when they had uh king kong movies and he'd be looking in the uh in the windows as he's climbing up the Empire State Building, you see these two big giant eyes. Well, I see them in my room every single night. I try to talk to them and, you know, get them to look at me, but they really never do. I've only had it happen on a couple of occasions. But when I see them, I see one eye here and one eye here. And each one of these eyes is probably like this big. And it's just two of them sitting there. And what they are doing is I see them scanning the room. I see the, the pupils of the eyes moving all around. Mm. And they're scanning the room for negative energies. And if they spot one, then they take care of it. But I see that every single night of, wow. uh, before I go to bed. Yeah, so it's like watching King Kong. 
<laughs> but it's all, but it's, but sometimes they, they close in and then I can see the face of who's actually doing it. And it's always a, a, a different one every, every night. And then sometimes other angels, the ones I know and their names and what they actually look like, I see them as well too. Like I see Archangel Michael doing it a, a lot. He, I mean, a lot per se, where maybe, mm, or maybe five times a year sometimes. But uh, as soon as I see it, I recognize, I know who it is. And when I ask him for an answer, he, so because they are being occupied doing that, he actually won't answer me. Another one will touch me and say, yes, that's Michael doing it. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. No. I think I, I, think I put that in Interesting. The book. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Very yeah, interesting. If, if it's well, not in this book, it'll be in another one. But yeah. Yeah. Definitely. People want to know. Well, well, I think we've just about come to the end of our interview today. So tell us, Daniel, where can we find more about you? Where can we find your book? Tell us, tell us about where we can find more of that you. Cool, that's, a, that's a cool cover there. It's a man yeah, walking like it. into the white light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like me. It's not yeah. me. <laughs> it's not me. We actually had to, uh, we tried to take some pictures, but just couldn't get anything going right. So uh, we actually licensed this picture and um, nice. we can use it for as long as we want to. Nice. Um, and speaking of that book, uh, it's Daniel Jackson, The New Beginning, My Awakening as a Spirit Medium. They can find that on Amazon. It's in paperback. It's also as an ebook. The ebook, I think, is like $6.49. The paperback is $8. Why do I sell it for $8? I make about $2 off that. <laughs> and I, um, I'm not trying to sell a million books to make $2 million, but I sure would like to help a million people. So that's the, why, the reason why we sell it for such a, a low price. I'm, <clears throat> I'm not trying to be so famous because I want to be on a bestsellers list. I would like to be on a bestsellers list because I'm I'm helping people, and that's what the important part is. So they can find that on Amazon. All they have to do is put in the search bar, Daniel Jackson, The New Beginning, My Awakening as a Spirit Medium. You'll see that picture come up with this man walking into a bright white light. It's about 138 pages long. <clears throat> it's my story chronologically and it's 25 channeled messages from God of what he wants us to know to help us to, to try to become better people, to help us, to help other people, to become better people, to become a better race of people because there's only one race of people and that's the human race. And he wants us to get it, get things going correctly because we're not doing so well. Uh, and they can also find me if they want to book a reading with me at www.spiritmediumdaniel.com. It's one long word. They can book a reading with me or they can book a telephone call with me. Again, if they feel as though they have these types of uh, things that are happening to them, maybe these types of abilities, and they're not sure where to go, what to do with them, they can call me. I will verify the fact that they actually have them because as soon as I see their, their, their call and as soon as I get it, I get touched for yes and no if they have it or not. Uh, some people just have a, a fascination with it and they want to have this, but people want the cool part of my gift. They don't want everything else that goes along with it. So um, so I will verify. And if they do, then I will talk them through it, see where they want to go next. But if, but if it needs to be something more 
of a conversation, then I'll have them book a reading with me and then we'll talk for probably three to four hours sometimes because they need to know what's entirely involved in that. And then I'll set them on their way. Uh, and when they do a reading with me, a reading will cost online. If they do a, a, a Zoom call, it's $100. If they do it in person with me, it's $120. Sometimes that reading will last two to three hours. I don't charge them anything more than that because it's not important for me to make money at it. It's important for me to get the information to the people so that they can get some peace and clarity in their minds, so in, in, their, in their lives. So that's what I try to do. So they can find me there at www.spiritmediumdaniel.com or if they want to watch my my podcast called Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, me. And that's how I start off the show. I don't know why I started doing it, but I just do. But uh, that's at www.spirit, uh, w, sorry, it's www.beyond-the-veil.com. And uh, we have all kinds of people on there who have... Uh, who've had experiences like you and I have had and the su supernatural and metaphysical. I, uh, I have people on there who do tarot and people who are, uh, into, uh, I do, do I met one woman who not only does she do tarot, but through the tarot reading, uh, she will put together some types of, uh, of these oils, uh, uh to help, uh, to help people as well. And she gets that from the tarot reading. Uh, as well. So yeah, tarot people, UFO people, health and wellness, everybody. We try to we try to bring what I say is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, because I only have people who are telling the truth on my show because if they're not telling the truth, they don't make it on there. So so yeah, they can find us at the at Beyond the Veil. And uh, we're on uh YouTube as well for that. But uh, if you go on the website there's links on there so you can listen to the show or watch the show. Like I said, it's on YouTube, but we're all on the big ones, Apple, Stitcher, you know, Spotify, all that. So yeah, you can find me pretty much everywhere. If you if you can't find me on YouTube, I mean, I'm also Spirit Medium Daniel or Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson on Facebook as well. Awesome. That's it. Well, Daniel, it's always a pleasure to have you on. We're definitely looking forward to your next book, yeah, <laughs> as yeah. well as sharing your fantastic insights today. It's been very interesting and, again, always something new to learn. And do want to thank you for tuning into the Leap Into Your Story podcast, where discover your inner story, work through the process, and meet others who've done it. So you can be guided to your own journey to writing your story. So to remember to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're there, subscribe and like us via your favorite social media network. We are looking forward to seeing you next time here on the Leap Into Your Story podcast. Thank you for tuning into the Leap Into Your Story podcast, where you discover your inner story, break down the process, and meet others who've done it so you can leap into your own story. Remember to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're there, subscribe and like to us via your favorite social media network. We're looking forward to seeing you next time on the Leap Into Your Story podcast.